guys, it is Hot Take Without the Hot Take here, and yep, welcome yep, back yep, 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 to yep. another episode of Junior Senior 2 Views. What a game. What a game. What a weekend. Think about the game. Yep. The weekend. First, let's talk about the game that happened today, the oh a- AFC Divisional game. Uh, we It was just, it was Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes' world, and we were all just living in it. That's all we're doing. It oh, was, yeah, so, uh, the Bill, uh, the... The Bills faltered against the Chiefs in the playoffs again, but they have nothing to be ashamed of. Josh Allen was absolutely phenomenal in this game, and I said last week, for them to have a chance, he needed to play another great game, and he played flawlessly, in my opinion. But the both defense was, defenses were pretty bad, but this was an entertaining game, if anything. Yeah, um, yeah I agree with Josh Allen's performance. A bit, it was so... You know, it hit a record twenty. You know, 20, twenty-five for twenty-six points within a minute and change at the fourth quarter mark. Yeah, and then with seconds. And seconds I suppose for me the turning point was this: while I was watching the te- the cat the new the sportscast, Jim Nance said to Tony Romo in the kickoff because yeah. there's fourteen seconds left for the Chiefs. And one thing that was mentioned that I thought was interesting was Jim 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 Nance and Tony Romo. Would you would it make sense to do a squib kick? Because a squib kick would start the clock the minute the ground with the ball hit the ground. Yeah. And they didn't do that. So they I mean it's one of those games that I thought the Bills had finished off the Chiefs. Yeah. When it was thirty you know, when it was thirty six thirty three, I thought, This is over. No nope. This is over. But nope. then they somehow marched down the field and got, and the, field got the field goal. And I think it just and then in overtime, this is where the um, a lot of people are mad about overtime, and rightly so, because the overtime rules came down to a coin flip. And should the overtime rules be changed? I think so. To waste that game? Yeah, to waste I don't know. That I game? don't think so. I think it's just, look, it's, it's, the, it's just the way it is. Buffalo called tails. The yep. Chiefs called heads. The Chiefs got heads. Yep. That's it. I mean, and, and a field goal wouldn't have done it anyway. So yeah. it had to be a touchdown. Yeah. So whoever gets the ball had to score. So I don't think so. I think the rule states it's 15 minutes. They're going to play till somebody gets a touchdown. And the, the, the Bills' defense was probably gassed. You know? yeah. both, I mean, defenses were, both defenses were gassed. And then, you know, and it's just the magic of Patrick Mahomes. And, and the message to, from the Chiefs to the NFL is, the rest of the teams is, we're here. Yep. And we're hosting the championship. Yep. Not the Titans. Ha! As we segue into the Titans. Moving on. Uh, well, Titans ben- versus Bengals. So, it, <laughs> they choked. Got something ba- in my mouth. Yeah. There's something in my throat. <laughs> Titans choked. Yeah, they choked big time. In particular, that offense and Ryan Tannehill. Yeah, well. Their play calling. Three turnovers. They, three yep. They, they wasted <laughs> an absolutely outstanding defensive performance. They tied, tied the playoff record for sacks with nine sacks on Burrow on the day. And they just immolated on offense. The play calling was chicken crap. They overthought everything. Tannehill was inconsistent. Like, he threw three picks. It was bad. The thing about it is two of those picks were bad. There was a... Pick thrown in the second half as they were marching down the field. That was a tap, like a screen pass that yep. was tipped by Hilton. Yeah, that was bad. That was the were, final. That was the final pick that sealed that, the game. No, that was no, no, that wasn't the final pick. That was the second pick. The was final it? pick was on the drive, which 
if we look at very carefully, it felt to me that Tennessee was playing for overtime. It didn't feel like there was urgency from the Titans to march down the field and kick a field oh, goal. Oh, no, there wasn't. It felt like, no, let's go wasn't. to overtime. Yeah, there, there wasn't It really any. felt like, let's go to overtime. And there Joe w- Burrow was getting knocked around like a like a doll, rag doll. Yep. Yeah, he stood up. He still made passes when he had to. And Cincinnati kept it close. And they got and they got the game. And Evan McPherson was perfect from... Uh, in, when he needed to hit a field goal, all he game. had to. Four for four. And I didn't want them to jinx him because I was yep. saying he's perfect so far. Yeah. But this is this this is not on the Bengals. This is on the Titans. Yeah. They were supposed to be the ones, the anointed ones, going to the Super Bowl. They were supposed to be the ones that were hosting. This is their home field. So there's but, a lot. I mean, a lot but, of shaking heads. This but the, they need to get rid of their offensive coordinator. I forgot his name, okay. but they they actually need to get rid of him. He's <laughs> the play calling this game was absolutely terrible. It was absolutely terrible. They overthought every situation. And why would they go for two? They went for two earlier in the game. That extra point could have helped them going into the latter, the latter stages of, of the game. They're gonna, there's going to be a lot of soul-searching. Do they, they, I mean, are do, they really that team to be feared? Because do, everyone's talking about the Titans. Do, and, they, do they grab another QB? Do they I don't trade? Know. I mean, Tannehill's, Tannehill's in his mid thirties with a massive contract. You can't cut him because he has a dead cap of fifty-seven million dollars. Okay. You can't cut him, so you either need to trade him, trade him for another QB. And I don't think there's any really on the market right now who could really give this team an upgrade at what they have. All right. So the next, moving on, the next divisional game is the Packers uh, and Niners. There's always something wrong with. The Packers. Every single year, always something wrong. Let's go back to 2018. It was horrible coaching that got them out of the, that kept them out of the playoffs mm-hmm. and an implosion all year long. Okay. 2019, team looks good, but they keep imploding in the second half, yeah. and then they imploded all game against the very same Niners in the in the NFC Championship game. And then 2020, what was wrong that time? What was wrong? They're just some... And then, 2021, we know, we they're know. special teams. There are some teams that have your number. And the, and the Niners kept the game close, but was by no means the offensive prowess of Jimmy G and Cody. Oh, he was terrible. Her- he was, was he the was defense terrible. was all over Aaron Rodgers. They sacked him five times. They got to him. He, didn't, he was not comfortable in the pocket. The lo- no matter what yeah. he did to get rid of the ball, they kept... The receivers in line, so there was no not a lot of yak after yeah. catches. David Bakhtiari not playing was a massive blow for the Packers. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, there's a lot of things that, and it, things just went right special teams wise for the for the Niners. That blocked field goal in the first half that was toward the end of the second. It was going to be ten nothing. Yeah, blocked that made the difference in the game because at one point the Packers would have been up. 13 to 10. Yeah. So that made a difference. And, and then, then the, the block, block and punt. then the block punt which gave them the punt six essentially. But all all game long the Niners had the better field position than, than the Packers. Yes. And they kept the game close and this was a team that you know can score in bunches. So I don't know if you I don't know what happens now but the Packers you know, are screwed. Put it this way. Even uh, if we'll they don't no, later. even if they don't make a move they're going to be 45 million they're going to be they're already 45 million dollars over the salary cap. Yeah. If they don't make a move at all this offseason, if they let everybody go, yeah. they're going to be $38 million over the cap. They're going to have to let go of two more players 
even if they let go of everybody else and fill holes in the draft. Okay. Rodgers is most likely gone. Okay. They're, they're done. All the right. Packers are done. That's your window closed. You failed all of this decade. Okay. Goodbye. All right, moving on. Uh Buccaneers and Rams, obviously another surprise. I mean, if you think about the divisional games, right? Yeah. Four divisional games, all this, all pretty much decided, with the exception of the Bills' Chiefs, by a field goal. And this was the other one. Yep. Where the Rams actually had a sizable lead. They could have been up twenty-seven to three if not for that. Twenty-eight to three, but twenty-seven they, to three. It was were, twenty to three when Cam Akers caused the fumble when he yep. fumbled the ball before the half ended. But then they they then were they, they, just they, they, they were up by twenty seven to three at one point at one point and then but they just then, said here, here let's see what this then, Tom Brady guy of can course do. Oh of course Lord. you could see it coming from a mile away Tom Brady leads his team back from the precipice of nowhere they look dead in the water and then apparently. Tom Brady's voodoo magic brings them back in the game. Yeah, it's not so much Tom Brady's voodoo magic; it's the mistakes that the Rams yep. cost. The bad snap. So first of all, the, the bad snap. The, the first of all, the fumble by Cup definitely shifted momentum. They were down by. That's they were up by fourteen still. Mm-hmm. Yep. And then the bad snap. That was a horrible snap. That was a complete miscommunication on the center's part. I don't know what he was doing. Stafford was not ready for that snap. Not at all. And then the fumble by Acres gave. The gave the Bucks prime prime field position, and allowed them to score to score the tying touchdown. It was um, it was re- redonkulous, redonkulous. Yeah, I, I was... and then final and then on the last drive, Stafford works his two minute drill magic to give Cooper Cup the ball, and then Matt Gay kicks so, the winning field goal. So this is what the 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 end of that game showed me that. You know, Matt Stafford had a chance to sort of show everybody else why this move happened with the trade between him and Goff. Yeah. Because for years, Matt Stafford's always been that yeah, but guy. Yeah, yeah. Matt Stafford's a good player, but he plays in Detroit. And he yeah, plays against player, bad. But, and he, he, he loses against five over 500 but teams. Not even that. Yeah, but his playoff record. Yeah, but so this game and coming back the way they did because it should have never even happened. And again, this comes down to the offense. The defense was lights out. Yeah, the of course. The defense was Mil- lights uh, out. Of, you had to deal with Miller. You had to Donald. deal with Floyd. You had to deal with Donald. That front seven was unbelievable. So, I mean, they had Tom Brady had very little time to get rid of the ball. Look, and everybody will point to, okay, argument, devil's advocate. Buccaneers were playing short-handed. This is what it is. You play short-handed every week. That shouldn't have been a game. That should game. not have been a game to begin with. Okay. Uh, yep. More likely, Brady retirement or Rodgers playing somewhere else. So we've come to this point now where, okay, the season's coming to an end. And two of the premier quarterbacks have now exit stage left. So now this is the thing. This is the conversation. You got Tom Brady on one end. You know that he's saying he's kind of being very quiet and withdrawn about what what happens next season. Or you have Aaron Rodgers who's just going to let milk this like a cow. He's not going to say anything. And, you know, whether or not he's staying, whether he's going... What do you think is more likely? I feel like Rodgers is going to play somewhere else, but no, not in the NFL. Him and Antonio Brown will probably juke it up in the USFL. Because I, I feel like Rodgers is done with the NFL. With, really? how, with, with just how like dejected he's been over the past, I'd say, two or three seasons. And with the, with, obviously with the COVID pandemic and obviously with his stance on the vaccine, 
he just seems done. And and I don't think he plays for another NFL team. Because who's going to want to take on his prima donna attitude? Okay. All right. So, I will say that it's more likely that Aaron Rodgers goes. Um, the reason for me, for that being the fact that he's, you know, he's been very outspoken about management, the drafting of Jordan Love still, you know, still bruises his ego. And we're at that crossroads that Brett Favre was at many, many years ago yeah. when Aaron Rodgers was the backup. Yeah. So, and, you know, that those are the things. You have to worry about Devontae Adams. Well, are they going to resign him? There's a lot of question marks from that team right now. Tom Brady retiring is tantalizing, and it's almost in your head because he's set to lose people. Yeah. Byron Leftwich and Todd Bowles are all both candidates. And if they both leave... That changes things for yeah. Brady. It changes his comfort level. So you don't know. No, I'm going to say that Aaron Rodgers is likely I don't to, think, to, to I, say I'm out of here. I feel like the only way Brady retires is when the Bucks go like, what, 9-8? and eight, And he finally says, yeah, it's time. Yeah, but I mean, I, I just don't. Whether or not, I think the decision will come for, forward to not even start, not even start the season. I think it's going to be a decision he'll have to make. Let's I don't know. On. I don't see it happening. It's Let's Brady. All right. Moving on. Do, do it or don't, don't do, do it. it. So these are rapid-fire yep. statements that are out there. Yep. Go ahead. All right. First thing is, Angels should trade Mike Trout. Do it or don't do it. Do not do it. Do not do it. The Angels, as much as I don't like him, Trout's got at least four or five years of peak production left. He's still the best player in the game. You, what are you going to get for him? You gave him a massive $400 million extension. What are you going to get for him? Mm. What, uh, some of the best prospects in the game? He's one of those players, players, I've said it many times before, he's one of those players who provides so much more value to a team than the market commands. Okay, I'm going to say don't. I say I would say do it. What? Just because, it might, hear me out. And if there is a baseball season... This is Mike Trout playing maybe half of it if you're lucky, because he gets injured way too often for anyone for my liking. He's a great player when he's on the field, if he's on the field, and I just see another situation. He's only been in one Hang playoff on. appearance in his I career. I just see another Pujols situation, where Albert Pujols got given all those years of contract, was at his productive point, and nothing ever took place. This is here's the here's the thing, here's the difference between Trout and Pujols though. Pujols was a power hitter when power hitters were the the massive thing. Trout is no Trout. He's not can, a power hitter. He's, he can hit with a lot of power, but he's a more dynamic player than Pujols in my opinion. All right, next one. All right, the Giants should hire Brian Flores. Do it, straight do it. the The Giants need a culture change. Especially since with all this Joe Judge bullcrap, they needed culture change. And Brian Flores, for what he did with Miami, with how he shifted that culture around, do it. Don't do it. I'm Come saying, on. I'm saying, I'm, saying, I'm saying don't do it for Brian Flores' sake. The Giants are a mess. And I just don't want... A good guy coming into that situation. Well, it's just uh, hear me out. This is, I'm just saying. Yeah, he had a really good record with the Dolphins, and he fought. And the Dolphins won eight out of nine games under him. They played for him. They bled for him. I don't see what he, his his showing up 
is going to do to that. And well, allow it's me. a Belichick disciple. I think we've had enough Belichick disciple for two seasons with Joe. Well, allow me to retort. First of all, let me just my word. let me let me just let me just retort on your first point. He went into a toxic Miami team. Do you know how so bad how bad they ran? Uh, how bad Adam Gates ran that team into the ground? He ran it in six feet under, and he came in and single-handedly changed things. All right, next. And, for, and second of all, he's a, he's a different Belichick disciple. He's not a Joe Judge. What? He's he's not a Joe I Judge. Just, he's yeah. not he's not a Matt Patricia. He he's not trying to be Belichick. Okay. He tries to be his own coach, I and just, it shows. I just think for the giant for the Brian Flores' sanity, just go somewhere else or take a year off and just sit in the booth. Next, Lakers should trade Russ. Do it. Do it. I don't know. I'm kind do of. Do it. I'm, I'm on the do it side. I'm kind of torn because what what are you do gonna get do for it. him? Do it. What do you what are you gonna what do you what are you going to get for him though? What do you, what team wants him? So I, I, I don't know. I just I, it, it's not it for me. This question isn't so much of a don't do it or do it. Do, it can can you can you do it? Because what team's gonna want to take on Russ right now? What team? Pick one. What you're, team? So you're no, you're don't do it then. Uh, what? So you no, don't do I, it. I'm not no, sure. No, pick one. Don't do it because what team's gonna? And not not because I don't think it's a bad idea, but what team's gonna want to take on Russ right now? Oh, Are you say, no? What team? Explain because he's putting up probably the the statistically one of the worst seasons he's had in a long time. Mm-hmm. He he's on it. He's on a just a torrid shooting, a bad, bad, bad shooting streak. Even for him, as an inconsistent shooter, mm-hmm. he's being taken out of games. There's being rumors about him constantly. Like, what team's gonna want to take that? I on? say do it because you benched him, and because Vogel benched him the other day, I say there's no turning back from what how he's gonna be feeling. I think it's it's an awkward situation. I don't know where he goes. Russ Russell is better. With the ball in his hands when he's actually going to the basket, he's not the guy who should be out there shooting. For that's outside. why I didn't we like know the, that. That's why that's, I did, that's LeBron. That's story. why I didn't like the trade right, from day one. Next, another NBA one. Pelicans should move on from Zion. Do it. And of course, you want want it to happen. Yeah, do it. No, you, of course, you want it to happen because there's no inherent interest there to be in the part of the Knicks to go there. But there's he, no reason why he shouldn't go to. The Knicks. I'm 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 gonna look at this from a Pel a Pelican standpoint, from the organization's do standpoint. Don't do it. Mm. What kind of what kind of business sense is that oh. for an NBA team to give up? The most marketable asset they've had mm. since since Anthony Davis. Well, I mean, similar to Anthony Davis, he's not really playing much. So, I mean, Zion's been out. Almost, we're going to the ha- we're going to the halfway point of the year now, anyway. So, are they going to just shelve him? There's been no news about anything as far as how long he's going to be out for. They were supposed to be out six to eight weeks with this fracture. You know what? What's the story when he's coming back? Because I think the longer this goes on the more concerned there should be about his health. Because he's 20 years old, and he's a young, he's a young man, and, you know, he is, he is your franchise, and right now, the season's not looking... The season was never that good to begin with, with him. At least it'd be a little more exciting for the Pelicans. Look, if he oh, demands well. a trade, they can't really do anything. Oh. So, uh, robot umpires in AAA. Robot umpires in AAA. Yeah, so the stories come through about this, and it's happening in AAA reported at ESPN. I'm just pulling up the story. It says here, 
that robot umpires have been giving a promotion and will be just one step away from major leagues. So they're expanding an, an automated strike zone experiment. So in the minor leagues, they're going to try the idea of a robot umpire, robot umpires around their system, and one step away. And I don't, I mean, I, I suppose that's going to be the case. I guess players won't have much to argue with if it's an um, a robot I'm going to sit there and argue with the robot. But you wonder what that means going forward, you know, for I don't know, just the actual calling of things. I don't know. It seems a bit strange. I don't know. Robot umpires, in my opinion, I think it would be good, but like they they're going to be susceptible to a a lot of maintenance and a lot of of hardware and technical glitches because technology is just as fragile and just as complicated as humans because if technology can make mistakes as well they're not going to be technology isn't going to be 100 percent accurate mm -hmm. so if it accidentally frames um frames a pitch badly you're still going to get angry the play the pitch but it can't complain because it's a robot um, it might malfunction and forget well, how how high north or south or east or west their pitch framing well, they're is. they're trialing it now in AAA. So they're obviously not going to roll it out to the major leagues oh, until hell no. it's absolutely ready. Plus, I think the other factor to take note here is you're going to have, you're going to have, like, similar to what goes on with umpires now, right? So if an umpire calls a player safe and they're considered not, you know, the umpire, you know, the manager has a challenge and then they go to New York and then they have a higher duty to look over that situation to see what yeah. the outcome is. I think it's still going to be some oversight. But if that. they if they do something like um what they do in cricket, so in in cricket there's something called um they have heat maps and um something called Snicko for, for when um a play they're reviewing a call when someone is out or not. Um, if they do something like that, I think that could work in baseball. But in terms of calling people out for 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 using um, robot robot umpires, I could see how that might be susceptible to just as many mistakes as humans. All right, moving on. Um, we've had a bit of controversy in the AHL. Now, in the AHL, it's been reported that there was a suspension um, in, in the AHL because a player had called another player, gave a racial gesture. Yep, and I've... I, um, Actually, P.K. Subban, one of the most prominent black players in the NHL, actually spoke out about this on Instagram. And he posted the actual video, which I'm not going to play. It's um, The crowd is also yelling N-words. Mm -hmm. um, he said, they don't call the East Coast League the jungle because my, because my brother and the other black players are monkeys. This is from P.K. Subban's Instagram. Hey, at the player who called him in it. And called him a racial slur, you shouldn't be so quick to delete your Twitter or or your Instagram account, you will probably be able to play again. That's what history said, says, but things are changing. And he goes on He goes on to say, um, I, I'm done. Fans yelling N-word is a great add to it all. Now, it's far... Racism in hockey has been a big problem. A, ma a massive problem over, especially the past, uh, especially even last decade. I mean... PK's had to put up with that. I mean, uh, the most prominent um, uh, situation I can remember is when he scored a, a... This is back when he was playing for Montreal against Boston in the playoffs. Back when he scored a game winner in the playoffs. Um, at, at Boston, mind you, 
the Twitter filled with N-words directed towards him on a scale so bad the slur ended up going uh, trending in Boston on Twitter. So I think this is it's timing because the Bruins officially retired Willie O'Ray's number. So Willie O'Ray was one of the first black African-American players to play in the NHL. And he played in the NHL for a few seasons, and this was back in the and 40s. What ma- and what makes this worse is this is um, PK's brother yeah. who plays in the NHL. So yeah. he has personal links to this. Yeah, so I, 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 you know, I think that there's still a lot of work to be done because, let's face it, hockey is you know, not dominated or not populated with a lot of minority players or Afri- you know, other, other minority players at all for the most part. So it's one of those sports that it's not you know, easily accessible. If you're an inner city kid growing up, and you want to play hockey, you got to go somewhere where it's cold. And you got to go to a rink. There's not many rinks around in a lot of inner cities. So it's one of those sports that is still having to find its footing. So this is going to be interesting. And, and you know, retiring Willie O'Reilly's number is great, and the Bruins did that. But, you know, there's still a lot of work to be done there. I feel like just racism in hockey, especially, there's a lot more racism in Canada than a lot of Canadians would like to admit. And... Uh, Especially with the whole um, stuff surrounding the uh, residential schools and whatnot, which is horrible. And and I just feel like it still has a lot of time to go before, um, especially minorities, can be fully right. accepted. Next one, Caruso. Alex yep. Caruso. This was, this was What a ab- cheap shot. Uh, well, this is Grayson Allen. Are we, are, we re- are we really this oh, surprised? Wow. Are we really surprised? It's like his third team now. Milwaukee's oh. his third team. I wonder why. Are we Are we really wow, this surprised? Punch. This is Grayson Allen we're talking about. This is him. This is how he is. He does this regularly. This is Grayson Allen. He did it in college. And he, and he got, he got abused in college for it. And now he's doing it constantly in the NBA. This was a and serious now, injury. This, this was pretty serious. This was horrible. Wow. And I he mean, got suspended for one game. And just to stoke the fire, the the Milwaukee Bucks Twitter account decides to, the day after, post a happy birthday tweet for Grayson Allen with a gift, which was so obviously, if it wasn't making fun of the situation, it was completely tone deaf. So what does that mean for the so the Bulls are going through a bit of a, a stretch now. So you got yep. Caruso out. You got Alonzo Ball out with the knee surgery. And now Caruso. And now, yeah, it it's it's, it's kind of going to put yeah. the spotlight on them because they just yeah. lost today. They lost to the Magic. Orlando. Yeah. So, Orlando of all teams. Yeah. Yikes. So Wendell Carter Jr. I th- put a hurting on his old team. Yeah. Trade it, me, will you? Yeah. You trade me. Slam it's down. not. It's not looking. It's not looking too good, especially with all the injuries. But I don't think this team will will entirely collapse. No, they won't. They'll get to the playoffs. They'll win the first yeah, round. Lose that, the that's that, what's going to happen. I'll be happy if they win a playoff series, honestly. Okay. Next and last, Salah to leave Liverpool? Uh, I don't think it's happening. Um, 30 years old. He's pretty, he much, is, he's pretty much at that age where that's where soccer, that's where, you know, football, football players get, you know, scrutinized. They get to that certain age. It's like, wait, he's 30. My goodness. He's 30 he's and he's, he's still playing. At a, at a world-class level. I feel like um, there's been a, a lot of talk about Salah hasn't signed an extension just yet with Liverpool. He hasn't. Um, I, and I feel like it, people are um, making it more out than it needs to be. The season is still going. And he's right now he's at AFCON, the Africa Cup of Nations. And uh, he's not playing for Liverpool because he's on international duty. Um, I feel like he's playing the season out. 
and Liverpool are still within contention for the title. Um, they're not top, but they're close, and they're in. They're well in Champions League in the Champions League spots. I feel like he wants to see what happens and plays the season out, so he can assess the situation and then sign an extension that will most likely keep him in Liverpool for the rest of or his career. Or not. I mean, I mean, it, 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 this is what happens with a lot of these football players. They, 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 they say to hell with it. If they're good enough, they'll go somewhere else. And the EPL is competitive enough where another team has, if, had, if they have the money and they're not playing for relegation, they'll have the money to get, some, get someone like Salah. So, well, I mean, it's just a typical situation where, you know, whether or not that's the case where you look at a player who's kind of older, you know, these kind of these kind of older players, they decide to go somewhere else, like Ibrahimovic. Ibrahimovic well, went, he's, went he's to, gone He's he gone went, everywhere in his career. I know, career. He, but he also went to, you know, play in the MLS. Just, yeah, just well, he's gone, he's a journeyman. He's gone right. everywhere in his career, and he's still amazing. Okay. He's 40 years old, and he's still potting in goals like nothing. All right, I think that's that wraps up our show. Yeah, that's it for... For the week down, and then yeah. next week we got... Championships. Yep. Where we'll can we'll see preview. exactly what's going to happen there. We'll preview, we'll preview those. That on, we'll preview that on Friday. Um, if you're coming from TikTok, welcome. And we'll have more NHL confirmed. We'll have more NHL coming up. And if, like you said, if you're here from TikTok, welcome. We do this every Monday, Australian Eastern Standard Time, and every Friday, Australian Eastern Standard Time. Look out for more sound bites. We'll be posting them. And yeah, that'll be it for this Monday episode. Take care. Adios.